and today the message is uh, number four. I think it's number four. One of the goals of our church is that everybody tithes. Everybody tithes. A tither. Often we teach biblical finances or biblical, biblical um, you know, when it comes to biblical uh, economics, we talk about that midweek in different, uh, in large sessions. But I really felt strongly it's one of our goals and I want to bring it to our church. So today, let's really take time to understand why is it it's one of our goals. See, tithing is something that we think we understand, but do we? Some of us have heard it and we try to ignore it. It's never too late, heard it, and we're just waiting to start. Whatever it is, it's never too late to start tithing. What is tithing? So I'm gonna share some verses with you, but the key verse is Malachi chapter three, verse 10. And this is what it says. The Lord all-powerful says, try this test. Bring one-tenth of your increase to me. Put them in the treasury of my house so there may be provision. Test me with this. If you do these things, I will surely bless you. Good things will come to you like rain falling from the sky. You will have more than enough of everything. I will protect your crops and your grapevines. This is what the Lord All-Powerful says. People from other nations will be good to you. You will be a delightful country. This is what the Lord All-Powerful says. This is, a, again, insight into the purpose of the tithe. God speaks of it. It's a 10% of the increase. So this is an ancient culture, but it still works today in our modern 21st century culture. What you've got to understand is there's a purpose to the tithe. And we need to understand it, at least want to understand it. And then once we understand it, practice it until the kingdom of God continues to take over every crazy place in this world. In other words, God wants to show His faithfulness through this idea of the tithe. And it's the one thing that really, really slows down the purposes of God and if you want to see the work of God continue or at least speed up, start understanding the power of the tithe because there's so much connected to it. So let me say it this way. If there's no investment, there's no future. Hello? If there's no investment into you, what future are you going to have? So we need to keep investing into ourselves, into our families, into our homes, because it's always about leading to the future. So think about it this. If there's no tithes and offerings, there's no future. As a church, Hillsong Berlin, we're 14 years old. Well, 13 this year. Me and Joyce have been here with our kids 14 years. So we're a young church. We're not a baby church, but we're a young church. But more importantly, we're a young church with a great future. The same way Levy is a young, young toddler, long, young one-year-old today, but he's got a great future. How much investment is his parents putting into him? How much is his family investing into him? Birthdays. Christmas, any other special day you want to come up with. But the family are going to show their love to Him. They're going to show their love through gifts and any, any other way they can show their love. It's the same way God wants to show His love to us. If we do it as a human level, how much does God do it on a spiritual level? But it's not just spiritual, it's actually here in the earth too. So stay with me on this because it's a big subject. And I'm going to just highlight this book, God, Money and Me. Um, because I really believe this touches so close onto what we think, how we think. And if you want to know more about this, you want to grow in this particular area, understanding, growing in revelation of how, what God can do in you and through you, why don't you get a hold of this book? Is that cool? So who can we give this to, Constantine? 
This lovely lady put her hand up. You, in the right place at the right time, receive that in Jesus' name. So let me help you understanding what tithing is, okay? And I, I haven't got much time here and I know you're really hot. Like that's a compliment, but it's also a statement of physical temperature. But what I am trying to say is you've got to get this worked out. Why? If it's a goal in our church, I would love all of our church to be able to be in this position of tithing. All right, let me say it this way. If we play with numbers, let's say 25% of the church tithes, that means 75% church doesn't. How would you run your life if only 25% of your organs function? Could you run races? Could you do your job? Could you get to the U-Bahn safely? How can we as a church operate if we're only functioning on 25%? So in other words, let me say this, imagine what we could do as a church if the larger percent of the church was faithful in tithes. But you've got to get a revelation of what tithes is. It's not just giving money. Tithing is not giving money. Hello? Let me tell you what tithing is. To honour the Lord with the tithe is to acknowledge that He is the owner of everything. So the tithe is your opportunity, my opportunity to say to God, welcome into this space. What I have, first I honour you. You're my source. I see you as the one that has provided. Now you might have a company, you might have a business, you might have an uncle or an auntie, Omar and Opa who are pouring some love in through their money, but it's bigger than that. You gotta look beyond the physical, ultimately all of it belongs to the Lord. So when you honour God with tithes, you're returning what is already God's. It's not, you're basically saying to God, I'm trustworthy. And God wants to move across the earth who is He gonna first look towards? He's always gonna work with those who are trustworthy. Are you trustworthy? Am I trustworthy? It's a great question, even if it makes you uncomfortable. I'm not trying to do that. The heat's doing that anyway. What I am saying is, imagine how this can change everything. So you're basically saying through tithing, basically God, I'm returning what's already yours anyway. I've said this many times before, but if you lent me a bike, I had it for a month and then I returned it back to you and say, hey, I really wanna give you this bike. You would like so quickly correct me and go, hello, it's my bike. Just thank you for returning it and thank you for cleaning it. It looks better than it's ever better. You know, it's better than it's ever been. I've never cleaned it, but you cleaned it. Thank you very much. That's a good spirit to have. But listen to me, I wouldn't be giving you the bike. I'm returning what's already yours. That's exactly what tithing is. So whatever you have right now, Take the first, the best, not the rest, not at the end, not in the middle, the first, and you watch what God will begin to do with it because it's spiritual and physical. And why do we fight this? It's because the surrendered soil is where God works the most. It's the wood in the fire that is surrendered to the fire that burns the brightest. So you gotta ask yourself, how surrendered are you? A lot of Christians are like, I'm bored, I'm, I'm eh, 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 and God's doing that and someone else is never doing it in my world. Surrender yourself, stay surrendered. Start to do the things that is in the Word. You'll never be bored with your faith. 
You'll start to find that things are coming your way. Wow, this project just came my way. Oh, that was lucky. Really, is it just about luck? Cross your fingers, cross your, touch your head, touch the, Jesus' name. No, people touch these things and do all this because they don't know God. You do, I do. The project coming your way is not luck. You can attract so much more when you determine towards heaven that you're trustworthy. You see, Jesus has proven He's trustworthy. Now He's put you before the Father, show yourself trustworthy. Amen, it's not religion. It's your response to the grace and the mercy of a forgiving God. The children respond to love the best. That's exactly the same with you and I. We respond to His love the best. What motivates us to release is His love. So that's where you gotta figure it out. Stingy people will never be used by God. Generous people will always be used by God. Amen? So if there's no investment, there's no future. So let me say this. Our church needs a majority to advance. For us to take on not only a building in Berlin, because we're always getting bumped around lately. No one really likes the church. Every time we try to book a venue, they're like finding a desperate reason to cancel. And trust me, we, we've had our fair share of that. Well, that's discrimination. It always happens. You know, well, submit your report. I have, and they don't pay attention to it. You can't walk in and say, well, they're discriminating against the church. What we've got to do is not worry about that. We've just got to keep moving. But the tithe and a revelation of the tithe will keep us moving. Can anyone say amen? So what I need you to understand is that we need a majority to advance. Not just here in Berlin, but in Warsaw, in Prague. And God is wanting to move in Eastern Europe like never before. The dark parts is where we're called to go. Anyone can run to the light, but can you run to the dark with the light? Our job is to have the light and to bring the light to the darkness in Jesus' name. And the tithe enables that to happen. One of the greatest fruits with the tithe is it releases more salvations. We've seen, I don't know how many salvations, 4,000, 5,000 since we've started a church here 13 years ago. And all of the tithe and offerings have enabled salvation to be in a city that everyone says it can't happen. Amen? Amen. So there's so much blessing to bringing the tithe into the storehouse. But what you need to understand is if we can advance with a majority. Think about what we'll do with just a minority. We'll just maintain. And we're not called to maintain, we're called to advance. We're not called to just hang in there, we're called to take new ground. Can anybody say amen here? Amen. Amen, I know, I know, I know it's hot. But it was hot in the nightclubs and you didn't complain. For the three people that went to nightclubs. All right, let's keep going here. I'm gonna try, because I, I realize it's warm in here, but I wanna just try and do justice to this message. Let me give you a few verses here and then we'll see how we can, we can go from there. First Chronicles chapter 29. Remember God is the owner of everything. This is what it says, First Chronicles. Everything in the heavens and on the earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it the world and all its people belong to Him. Remember God's response. 
God, remember our response to God's goodness. Romans chapter 12, this is a key verse for our church. I urge you, Apostle Paul talking to the church in Rome, I urge you to give yourself to God, all of you, like a living sacrifice, holy and set apart for Him. This is what God accepts. Think of what He has done for you. This is the best way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all that you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how His ways will really satisfy you. And there's so many more verses that talk about this. Remember, it's about living God's kingdom on earth. Matthew chapter six, God is your father. He knows your needs before you even ask him. Pray then like this, our heavenly father, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It all belongs to God. And that's what you need to understand. It all belongs to God. You belong to God. I belong to God. And God wants what belongs to him back. The tithe is a declaration of getting your priorities right. The tithe is an expression of a forgiven heart. The tithe is so much more than money. We bring our tithes, which is the currency that we use today, money. In the Old Testament, they brought livestock. If we had a mango farm, we'd probably bring mangoes today. And if you want mangoes, I've got someone who can, who's selling them today. But let me tell you, let me tell you, most of us, we get the Euro currency. Maybe there's other currencies. But what I need you to understand, the tithe will keep you positioned before the Father no matter what the world's economy is doing. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. There's this tangibility of spiritual and physical happening all the time. The tithe keeps your head above the natural. It keeps you positioned before the Father. And let me tell you, when the earth and the Lord is starting to move, He will always look where the trust is. Let me tell you about children. Children don't run in the wrong direction. And when it comes to trust, they know who to go to. If you get into a tight spot in your life, do you know who to call? Do you know who to call? You won't be calling someone you can't trust. You'll be calling someone you can trust. It's exactly what tithing does. It says, hey, God is looking for those. He can bring all of the, His, His goodness and mercy. He can bring it towards those He can trust. Be a trustworthy person. Get a revelation of the tithe. Bring it to the house of God so there's provision for the vision. Get a revelation of what you're a part of is bigger than your own single part. It's about something bigger than you. It will bless the generations to come. It will open new doors of opportunity and it will make a way where there seems to be no way. So yes, you would fight the tithe if you knew the potential was gonna build the kingdom. That's why the enemy wants you to not believe this. Believe anything, but don't believe the tithe. The church just wants your money. Absolutely not true at all. It doesn't say bring all your money to the church. It says honour the Lord with your wealth. So if you want to know how this works, there's so much more in my notes here. It's up to you, but my prayer is you'll get a hold of them. Read it, educate yourself, sow into yourself, invest into yourself, and actually understand why this is such a game changer, amen? If you knew something that was so powerful, 
you knew that it could liberate. It could change the whole equation. It could empower, it can release, and it can bring all that God wants to do into the earth. You would absolutely go for it. You'd be crazy if you knew that it had potential and you ignored it. But you see, the enemy knows too. And we gotta realize there is an enemy and he doesn't want us to live under the abundance that God promises. And it's the only time God says, test me. So win this one, figure it out, but don't stay neutral because you're never neutral. You're either for or you're against. Why would you work against yourself? There's so many things that God wants to do in business. But I'm telling you, when you're not tithing, what happens is business ends up working against you instead of for you. Or even worse, you've got so much, but you've lost your own health. I got billions, but I got a headache. I got billions, but my back's sore. I got billions, but my wife hates me. Oh, I got made so much money, but my kids don't even love me. You can have a lot and have nothing. It's not about how much you accumulate. I've told you before, the definition of biblical wealth is you know who God is, you know who you are, and you know how the house of God can help you. So by definition, you're very wealthy people. See, when you know who God is, you know that everything is the Lord's and He's gonna be able to steer you in the right direction, but you've gotta let Him in. It's the surrendered wood that gets burnt. It's the surrendered wood in the fire that brings warmth to others. It's the surrendered wood in the fire that He can blow by the wind of the Spirit and bring so much heat and so much help. You can cook food with a fire. You can change the world with a fire. Oh, by the way, our world was changed when we knew how to use heat. So God is working in all of these details, but can I tell you, Hillsong Berlin, this is a goal not to be ignored. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Build friends around a godly vision, godly purpose. Start to serve everything unto the Lord and get a revelation of the tithe. Welcome here, Lord. You are welcome in my life, amen. Because I'm telling you, you're declaring that He is the owner of everything. So what can you do? You can start and start with whatever you've got. If you need help, then get the book, get the notes. Talk to someone who can help you, but don't know this and ignore it because you're working against God and you're working against yourself. Why would anyone do that in Jesus' name? So let's keep honoring the Lord. Let's be the church that He's called to be. In this country, Germany, Deutschland, many people give church tax. It comes out of hundreds of years of history and this part of the world has got a long, especially church history, and not a lot of it's good. A few years ago, someone came to me and they said, um, why do you guys talk about this stuff all the time? And I said, what do you mean? He says, we don't talk about it all the time, but we're consistent in helping people to serve Jesus. And he said, no, you talk about this tithe and offer. He said, I go to the Church of England. We never, we never hear about this stuff. And I said, well, do you know why they never talk about it? He said, no. I said, where do you go? He said, this church, the Church of England. I said, who's the largest landowner in England or in the British Isles? The Queen? I said, outside of the Queen. I don't know. I said, the church. Who do you think, since the Roman Empire fell over, who do you think's been capitalizing on taking the land and owning the land? And what happens when you own the land? People live on the land. People create uh, wealth from the land. 
People create farming, livestock. People live on the land. They produce businesses from the land. Everything that your land that you own, you can draw from, you can profiteer from. I said, so maybe the Church of England, because it owns so much land, they don't need to teach tithes and offerings to God people because they have so much income anyway. Have you ever figured that out? Oh, no. But this is what we've got to learn. How much injustice are we giving God's people by not allowing them to go to their heavenly Father? So back to the Deutschland story. This country, church tax, apparently 64% of the taxpaying population pay church tax, which generates close to five plus billion euros a year. Billion. Do they use it for good things? I'm, I'm, I have no doubt about it. I'm sure it'd be criminal if they didn't. But you and I get nothing from the state, nothing. Our church gets nothing from that church tax. Everything we get comes from you, tithes and offerings. Which one do you want? Do you want the state to be your source or do you want God to be your source? Our story is a God story and it will stay a God story because we know how to go to God for all our needs and He brings it into the earth through those who are trustworthy. So get a revelation of it. Fight it, you fight God. Surrender to it, you watch God work on your behalf. But it makes no sense to work against God, amen? Lacks wisdom at every, per, every point of turn. So whatever the state does, listen, I got no arguments there, but whatever man does or whatever people do to bury their wealth, it cannot stay there indefinite. And you and I are going into a season where all of the hidden wealth of the world will be shaken loose. No banks can hide it long enough. No private equity, no offshore accounts can stay untouched because God says the wealth of the wicked will be used for my purposes, redemptive purposes on earth. Please, as a follower of Jesus, a lover of Jesus, as a child of God, would you please make progress on understanding the tithe? He uses it. He is in it. He is through it. And He can go above and beyond. But it's up to you. It's up to me. And I pray that we can lead a church where the majority are wanting to honour the Lord with the tithes. So who are we going to be? We're going to be God's people. We're going to do what's never been done in Berlin. We're gonna break the mentality of poverty and stinginess and smallness because God is a great God. We sing it all the time. God, you're a great God. Well, if we sing it, let's act it. Let's believe it. Let's be the people of God. Be integrous, be trustworthy and watch what He will do with it. Amen.